You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, friends? You guys looking for some kick-ass local clothing? Well, let us tell you about our friends at Soda Stick. Go to their website at SodaStick.com and hell. You find something you like, there's no way you won't. Just enter the code 10K Takes at checkout to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. I mean, we're talking about the same exact company that partners with McGolden Light. I wish we could say that about our freaking company. Once again, it's SodaStick, S O T A S T I C K dot com, and use the promo code 10K Takes. That's 10K T A K E S to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. On this week's episode of It's a Bit, Our friend Dean Blandino joins us. We actually recorded this interview for Saturday's episode of It's a Bit Radio and KFan, but figured if you missed it, we'll throw it in this episode. So Dean Blandino, NFL rules analyst and NCAA rules analyst for Fox, joins us in the middle of the show. We give you guys our bits of the week, and we end everything with questionable quotes, kind of going over some of the stupid shit said on the internet in the last few days. All that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's Bits podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring boss man, wags, and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever, first name greatest, like a spring. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of It's a Bit, presented by 10,000 Takes. I am your host, Boss Man. I'm joined by producer Cam and Jake, who are in studio, and we got Zane on StreamYard, new platform that's going to hopefully help us with guest guest podcasting, remote streaming and stuff. Uh, only software that I'm realizing we should have switched to about a year and a half ago, but better late than never. Yeah, we spent hours and hours and hours using free shit and hours trying to figure out just even alone, just try to how to broadcast us and then try to figure out how to guest bring a guest in. It was like trying to figure out some Einstein shit. It was <laughs> it was crazy. And now this is just say, though, we're, crazy. We're 30 seconds in and I think the audio quality is already so much better, at least on my end. I can hear you guys perfectly clear. I've done a few like Zoom podcasts and I could barely hear you guys. Yeah. Shout out to StreamYard and our friend Isha Jerome for introducing this to me because this honestly is like the best thing ever. It can record us locally. It can stream us locally. We can bring in a guest and we don't have to sit there fiddling with technology that will eventually break at some point of the interview. Just having someone there to fix it. It's awesome. But uh, welcome back. Another episode of It's a Bit. Before we get into bit of the week, just a couple announcements of stuff that's going on this Saturday, September 25th at the Loon Cafe in downtown St. Paul. We are celebrating our two years in existence, 10,000 takes two year anniversary party. We're going to be doing some live. It's a bit stuff. We are going to have some drinks, some food, a lot of socializing. Journalist Jake is going to get so drunk that he's probably going to do multiple accents. (laughs) And uh, it's just honestly an awesome time for friends, family and followers to to gain, um, you know, to be to to gather is what the word I meant to say was in the same spot and, and really just tie one off, as Tommy Olson would say. Yeah, so really tie one still, off. Are we still doing handlebars for the two year? 
Okay, I was yes. hoping you wouldn't bring that up. I, are we? I have a wedding the <laughs> night before, and I'd rather not show up to that with a handlebar. Uh, I, I was I was planning on it, but if I'm the only one that does it, then I guess it's for the bit. Well, if I, I guess I heard Mike Hawk might have it this Saturday. Uh, Coach Michael Hawk might have one this Saturday, so maybe I'll have to roll with what he's doing. I'll just shave it Saturday morning. Yeah, go with it, and that allows it to grow out till Saturday morning too. Right. I might not shave it uh, until Friday night or Saturday morning as well. I, I'm just really get see, that uh... whole hair in. I'm excited to see Cam's handlebar mustache. Fuck wait, you. I knew that wait, Zane, I'm looking at your face right now. Is it even possible for you to have one? Oh, yeah, I'll have um, one by Saturday. Oh, he can. Oh, okay. He's flexing because he right. looks like his face so is you're, smooth you're right now. You're a fast grower. He's a fast, fast grower. grower. Fast grower. Fast I'm grower. very slow grower. So. My, my fresh face ass will be I, I've, that one. I've had to have this plant planned out for the he last He harvests well on his face. You know, I got, I'm, a, I'm a grower. I'm not a shower, right? So just give me a few days wow. and I'll grow to where I need to be. Okay. You can literally like just it. push the hair I like out. Like that that verbal commitment. <clears throat> All right, I'm good to go now. For I feel like that's some shit out of SpongeBob. Yes, yeah, uh, two year party at the Loon Cafe in downtown St. Paul, starting at 7 p.m. Going, it's funny. Tim from the Loon, who's the owner of the the location in Minneapolis and St. Paul, called me. He's like, "So Jack, what do you think this thing is going to go until?" I'm like, "Oh, 2 a.m. for sure." If not, or later. actually, I think the wording I use is "until you kick us the fuck out." I think that's the way I said to him <laughs> on the phone. And he just started laughing. I'm like, "I'm not kidding." <laughs> No, I mean, I think the first time we ran into the Loon in downtown St. Paul where we got to know Tim, I think we were literally there after two and had a drink, allegedly. That was the uh, the Twins Cup snake, right? Yeah, so no, it was... No, 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 no. I'm talking about the downtown St. Paul when we first ran into oh, him. We first oh, ran yeah, into yeah, him at the yeah. downtown St. Yeah, we Paul we were there until like four in the morning. Yes, because I think West 7th, for whatever reason, I'm still upset about why they close at 1 a.m. So we're like, let's go ride around on scooters. And then we run into the loon. We're like, wait, isn't this in Minneapolis? Are we in Minneapolis Are we right tripping now? right now? Did we just scooter over to Minneapolis? And we're like, no, there's one in St. Paul. We walk in there. We're like, only two people in there. They're still open. We're like, fuck it. Let's get a drink. And then sure enough, the owner, Tim, walks in, and I think he overheard us talking about the Twins Cup Snake, and he was very intrigued by our presence, and we started talking, and now here we are. Yeah. What, uh, and... what? Don't they have some sort of signature drink there? The Great Babe. The Great Babe. It's, it's like, uh, it's, it's one. So it's, oh, it's like. Well, it's grape soda and grape something. Grape soda, oh. vodka, and one other thing in like a, a really, it's, it's bigger than a shot glass. But what you do is it's full of ice and you put like four straws in it and you drink it as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. It tastes really good, though. It, you don't taste the booze. So it is one of those very dangerous drinks. There will not be enough Advil in the world on Sunday. I'm going <laughs> to overdose on Advil. No, there'll be plenty of football, though. <laughs> if there's a night, football is the cure unless the uh, Vikings are your, your favorite team, I should say, uh, misses a field goal to win it. So yeah. then the hangover gets even worse. Stop. I but, Jake, are you, but are that, your parents going to be showing up to the two year? Uh, they, they claim they are. So do mine. They claim they are. So a lot of disappointment so, in one room. Yeah. <laughs> There's just going to be a lot of. Are you going to restrict yourself from then maybe hitting on a potential cougar that you otherwise would have if your parents weren't there? No. Look, my, I'm, I'm going to keep the options open. <laughs> I'm not going to let people determine what I do or not do that night. We'll see what happens and we'll, we'll, we'll just see what happens. All right. The night will take us to where it takes us. Nothing, nothing can stop Jake from a, fris a frisky grandma. Yeah. Well, it's not grandma. So let's not get a, <laughs> let's not get too far here. Let's not go too far. Let's let's not get into the the gilf side of the spectrum. No, um, that's just too far. But the last thing I have to mention is invite everyone you know, friends, family, bring as many people as you want. We're trying to pack the house. You know, this isn't just like a us and our friends kind of thing. I mean, it's all about you guys, your our supporters that we're so thankful about. And us just celebrating, you know, two years of making you laugh. So bring everyone you know, 
the Loon Cafe downtown St. Paul this Saturday, September 25th, starting at 7 p.m. The final thing, the 10K Invitational, our charity golf tournament we partnered with the Zuckers and Give 16 on. Only five spots remain. And this Thursday, the 23rd of September, two, two days before the, uh, the two-year party, is the last day to register. So once again, for our 10K Invitational Charity Golf Tournament, the last day to register your team or business as a sponsor is this Thursday, the 23rd. So get your registrations in. And because there's five spots left, if you're already signed up and you know people who want to play, sign them up. We'll put them on your hole with you so you guys can just have a grand old fucking day and tie one off. And yeah, um, really quick, just to recap, $110 per player, $440 a team. That price includes range, cart, 18 holes, uh, obviously the awards, if you win anything, there's going to be prizes. There's going to be all sorts of whole games that you can win money from. You get the 10 K waggle hat, the 10 K logo balls, you get dinner and a silent auction opportunity. And all the money raised goes to give 16, which funds the Masonic Minnesota children's hospital at the university of Minnesota. All the money goes to the Zucker family broadcasting studio, as well as just general programming there. Uh, and it's going to be, once again, another fun day full of drinking. But this time it's for charity. So you have a good reason to uh, to, to quit your job if you're not allowed to come. Hey, Jack. Yeah, no, it's to your company. Yeah. Let's say that I want to golf in the tournament. Yes. However, I can't I can't get Thursday off. Is there any other way I could potentially support the tournament? Yeah, so the first thing you can do is quit your job. And if yes. that doesn't work, um, <laughs> the next thing you can do is just go to 10ktakesmn.com. Click the 10K Invitational tab and the first link on there goes to the general donation page and there you can enter a credit card and enter as much money as you want to send that will just go to the general charity i know we're going to be offering for people to promote the tournament more that way and we greatly appreciate it we've already gotten a few outside donations from those who couldn't make it so yeah go to the website and donate there and even if you want to play but you can't find a team shoot us a message on twitter and we'll find you a team so we're very supportive. Yeah. We want to help you play golf and support charity. Yep. My goal is to not be able to hit the ball by the 12th hole because I'm so drunk. Wow. Yeah. Good goal. Well, it's good to have oh, goals in life. Cam, it's going to be yeah, the worst Friday ever at work. Cam, you're on my dad's team. Let's uh, let's take it a True, little I can't do that. Well. Forgot about that. Zane's, Zane's dad's going to call and be like, oh, these are the guys you're hanging out with? Like, yeah, oh, let's shit. not get a you're going get down a bad path. I forgot about that. You don't want to give him a bad impression. Come on, Cam. You can get wasted, just like, don't act wasted. God, I, yes. Yeah, just control yourself. I don't, like you know how when like, dads get around like their kids' friends, how like they become like the cool person all of a sudden that they never really Hell are? Yeah. I feel like that's gonna that's what's gonna end up happening. Me and your dad are gonna be shotgun and beers on the green, okay? That definitely won't be happening, but I, think <laughs> might, I definitely think you might get gonna Cam Cam, you're gonna hold the beer can above your head sideways and Zane's brother, who's also playing with you is going to javelin throw the pin at it <laughs> and pierce the can. So you can shotgun it. Is your brother 21? Yeah. yeah. We're talking about a legal transaction here. A legal, yes. yeah. legal, legal. Honestly, All I right. don't know how, I don't know how much Jack Jay can drink, but like between cam and Gavin, I feel like a lot of alcohol could be deleted in front of my father. And he would have an eye opening mm-hmm. experience about not only my family, yeah. but all my <laughs> friends as well. Jack, well, Jack J drinks a lot too. It's gonna be a fucking you. Uh, you guys could oh, yeah. single handedly ruin Zane's reputation <laughs> from his father. Yes. I don't know in eighteen holes, which would be pretty impressive. I don't know. I feel like I could do it too. I don't know, Zane. Your your dad might partake in some of the activities of of drinking a bit. What maybe if perhaps, like perhaps perhaps? Okay, I have an idea. Well, maybe this is probably illegal, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Uh, ten years down the road, let's paint the picture, right? Mm-hmm. 
10K is making all sorts of money that we can just do stupid shit with, like Mr. Beast on YouTube. And we say at the 10th annual 10K Invitational that you know people signed up for, and it was full in the first 10 seconds upon registration, every beer drank at the tournament, we gave a dollar towards the Give 16. <laughs> <laughs> so like by the end of the day, if like there are 5,000 beers drank, like we donate that on top of the already donated money. Wait, Zane, what's your dad's name again? Uh, Albert, but he goes by Allie. We are going to get Albert lost in the sauce. He's not going to refer to Albert, though. Or Allie. Yeah, uh, Allie. Allie. There we go. Sorry. Albert. Anyways, 10K Invitational. Sign up on our website. DM us if you have any questions. Let's move into bit of the week. For those of you who are new here, thanks for listening. This is kind of our relatable or funny moment in life. uh, Cam was super excited about his bit when he walked in here. That's the first thing he fucking said. So I'm going to... He walked in here with uh, a small... (laughs) container of sand so i'm gonna let him let let him explain what his bit is all right so my bit is the public puking bit um i've been trying to do a little better for myself i like recently have been getting back in the gym but i kind of fucked up this morning Um, well the public puking bit actually originates from jake almost throwing up on the party bus that we were on a couple months ago and he spewed puke all over the floor um but i kind of added on that to that today so i went to the i woke up at like 5 a.m kill me i know and I ate too much breakfast and like halfway through my workout, I started feeling like shit. And like, cause so after I worked out, I took my protein and the drinking fountain at the gym wasn't fucking cold. So it was like room temperature water, which caused me to gag while I was drinking it. It was fucking, which sounds horrible, but it was horrible. So then I walked back into the locker room. Like as I got to the entrance of the locker room, it came out of nowhere, like I started puking, like puke came out of my mouth, went onto the floor, and I fucking sprinted through the locker room. Just keep people in there, get into the toilet, and just unleashed. There's nothing more embarrassing than puking in public, especially when it's not like alcohol induced or something. Like you just randomly <laughs> are fucking puking in the middle of a bathroom. I was at a I was at a post wedding reception at my hometown a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Try heaving on the dance floor. <laughs> people just think it's a dance. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So thankful I got it. it. I'm so thankful nothing came out. This dude's doing the Heimlich maneuver. On so the look at this guy, and they surround you, I'm and close. You're just, they're like practically <laughs> dying. I'm a close uh, person to that bit, but yeah, I haven't bad. actually done it in a while. Probably did it as a kid. As a stupid kid, like mom, I have to throw up. Go to the bathroom. I, I have to throw up. <laughs> I uh, like, like, I'm, dude. I puked in front of church one day when i was like 10 <laughs> and I, my mom didn't believe me she I, I think i've mentioned this but like i get really car sick when i read and like back when you're in elementary school you're like 20 minutes a night to read or she something was having you pregame church well, reading she, the gospel she's like, on the you're, no you're reading like the book for school or something you're reading on the way to church blah blah, blah, blah. i'm like mom but i get car sick she's like that's just a lie or an excuse so i didn't have to read get to church in front of a bunch of people my parents are talking to people just <laughs> all over this all over the front of the church and... you're just releasing all of your sin yes yes <laughs> oh yeah the I, demon is getting out of me the other the other example i have to that to that bit is um in Oktoberfest. uh my friends wanted to leave the tent after i had just gotten like a pumpkin flavored ipa after a oh. whole day of drinking and i chugged it and as i was walking down the street in a in a large group of people i just threw up all over a building and i didn't stop walking but so that's, i think that's the last time i've done it we had a uh, quick story about puking in public too. When I was in Vegas for my 21st, one of my buddies drank so much. He like he, he slept in the strip club. We were in there for about three hours. He slept the whole time. A good place for a nap. Thankfully, he didn't get kicked out. 
But then when we got out of there, he just unleashed on the side of the strip club. The bouncers and shit were looking at it. It was fucking horrible. God. <laughs> All right. Enough puke talk. Sorry about that, folks. If you're eating, <laughs> you've probably halted your eating right now. But uh, Wags, remote Wags. I call them remote Wags. What do you got, remote Wags? Remote Wags. I got, uh, what, the back to the future bit? I'm not sure which one of you fuckers tweeted it, but that was that was a great idea. Obviously, we all know the heartbreak of Greg Joseph missing a fucking 37-yarder to win the game. Um, but honestly, it, like, it kind of felt like everyone watching the game knew it was going to happen before it was going to happen. And that's why that that back to the future, I've seen this before meme is perfect mm-hmm. because everyone knew it was going to happen before it happened. You guys know. And honestly, not like the game should not have even died in the first place. If Greg Joseph just would have made it his fucking extra point. Honestly, as a great bit. Which one of you guys were the ones who actually tweeted it out? I, I came I came up with that. Because my mind is just infused of of movie ref movies references from like 1995 and before, (laughs) and Back uh, to the Future was in '85. It's doing good on Twitter, but it's really doing good on Facebook, which makes a lot of sense considering you know the normal age group on Facebook. Yeah, they 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 ate that shit up because they they probably like well they're like in their 30s and 40s. That movie was like probably a staple of their childhood. But I love that. I think that just I think that's I, that's when I when I thought of that, like I'm like, that sums it up for Vikings fans in a nutshell, because in the movie, he's back in time and he's like, oh, I've seen this one before. But in, <laughs> but in reality, he watched it as a rerun in 1985. It's like we're literally living the life. We're all Marty McFly's as Vikings fans where we've, we've seen the future. Right. When he when he goes up and lines up for a fucking kick to win the game, we've already seen him missing it. We know it's going to happen. It, it's just it's, it's like it's I've already it torrented this on Reddit before it came out in theaters. Like I, it's old <laughs> news, bro. Yeah, it's uh, I it's it's a it's a great bit, but it's unfortunately uh, that we it's unfortunate that we're getting it's getting a lot of likes over it. We're, we're literally capitalizing on our misery. When was the last shit. time Vikings fan you could like actually trust a kick? Like you'd be like, oh, like we're at no. point. I can go take a piss right now because I know he's going to make it. Ryan Longwell. I was gonna say the only time we really didn't have any big heartbreaks with Ryan Longwell, but we just got our asses kicked every, almost every week when we was didn't that like lose. The so we didn't come down the field when, goal. Was, when was Longwell? He was, was like oh one uh, to oh nine. Yeah, he was in between Gary Anderson and then I think Blair Walsh took over. Yeah, from him. Ryan Longwell was solid. Longwell come yeah. from the Packers. Yes, he did. Yeah. yeah, one of those bits. He was yeah. solid. Like it was. I always remember it was like. We had him, and then the Packers had Crosby, so we both had super good kickers. You didn't have to worry about it at all. But now it's a fucking nightmare. Now it's literally Blair Walsh, dude. Okay, this pisses me off. Okay, <laughs> what the dude. fuck, dude? What the fuck, dude? Why the like? Literally, Kai Forbath hits like a almost fifty yarder in that Minneapolis Miracle game, which I thought was essentially the game winner with all that pressure to literally go up by one, and we cut him the next year. Well, I, I don't for Daniel Carlson. That, that one doesn't piss me off. The cutting Daniel Carlson pissed me off. That dude's right. fucking going one of the to the best Pro Bowl every in the league year. right now. He's but just did doing you see like Vegas. Zimmer today? I don't think he's going to make that mistake again. He like stood by Joseph because obviously Joseph is oh. capable of making like fifty. He's made two fifty-three yard kicks already. Yeah. He's standing. Usually Zimmer is the first person to shit on a kicker. So did he's you guys see? Uh, did you guys see the video I made where I added a laugh track to yes. it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's it it literally is a it's a sitcom comedy at this point. Like you, you can only laugh. Like it's it's literally laughable. You can't even be depressed I, anymore. I'm not gonna lie. It still gets me. I almost jumped off my balcony. Well, it's, yeah, no, it's Sunday already, you know, so you already kind of have like the Sunday scaries and then you have a heartbreaking yeah. loss like that. And it, it makes it worse from like it turns from like the Sunday scaries to like the Sunday suicidal thoughts, you know, 
Yeah, and, it was. I was gonna do it. I was gonna do it, but there's grass under my balcony, so I probably yeah. would have lived. So you I probably would have lived and just had more misery. It just made shit on more of your well, Sunday night. Like you'd watch the Vikings lose in the hospital every week, <laughs> or you die and you just the hell is die. literally just watching all of our miss kicks in the history of the franchise. But uh, but yeah, I mean, super shitty stuff. For I mean, I'm a Colts fan, but obviously I cover the Vikings well, for this career path of mine. <laughs> And uh, yeah, really depressing day for the boys in general yesterday. That, that is Colts isn't any better. Did you see Carson Wentz sprained both ankles, both ankles. on one play? Yeah, that's impressive. And it was Aaron Donald's ass who did it. So like, <laughs> even when he's not dominating a game, he's making sure that you'll lose the next one. So credit to Aaron Donald his competitiveness. But uh, well, about that hockey chirp, you got weak ankles, bud. That's fucking Carson Wentz to a T. Yeah, he's got oh some basketball God. player ankles. Got Shit. some weak ankles, buddy. She. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of drinking, I like the, the bit Jake has here. So, Jake, let's transition into that. Well, we had hinted at it uh, at the beginning of the broadcast. Uh, we had the Taiwan off. We mentioned Taiwan off. So my, my bit is the Taiwan off bit. And we actually heard this from our good friend Tommy Olson. So I'm going to give him credit. I'm not. I, this isn't out of my mind, even though I'm an intelligent individual, debatably, allegedly. But anyway, words end without why there. Yeah. So the tie one off, it essentially, I mean, you could use it as slang to get like, we're going to tie one off tonight. We're going to get absolutely plastered tonight. Or, or you're just going to go out and party. Or it's like, I think we discussed this during the week. And isn't the actual like urban dictionary definition where you're literally trying to drink before the hangover kicks Mm -hmm. in? Like you have a night of drinking, you wake up early, but you're still a little drunk, but then you drink to try to leave the hangover you try to prevent that so you're tying one off essentially so like at, at like a spelling bee when someone would say use it in a sentence this is what the sentence would be, It'd yes. be like wow bro took too many shots last night we got a long day ahead of us we better tie one off before the hangover kicks in as you're pouring another cocktail the tie one off bit because so. I, I literally think it's it's perfect like on sundays you know you especially after you know in the fall when football's going on you know you have a brutal saturday night but then you wake up for a new noon kickoff or it could be college football where you have, go out friday night there's an 11 a.m kickoff you get up you're already gonna be drinking you're, you're tying one, tie off. one off right there you're tying one off and actually it's a good, I, it's a good bit. i kind of want to make like a professional diagram on like tying one off like the window of opportunity to mm-hmm. tie one off like the science and data behind it before your hangover kicks in like, like the real hangover doesn't kick in until like 11 or 12 like yes 8 9 10 is like kind of still drunk time and and then 10 11 12 is when you're like you start to feel it and then two three four you're too late i feel like mm-hmm. i feel like you gotta be careful with this because like if you talked about like to people that don't know what it means, it sounds incredibly sexual. Be like, hey, you want to go tie one off? Like, no, dude. It does sound so like gotta, jerking off. Yeah, I was literally gonna say it sounds like yeah. slang. It sounds like for jerking off. Like, hey, John went to the room so we could go tie one off before we head out. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Play a little five hey, on one, buddy. Hey, I guess it's open interpretation. You can use it for whatever you want. You know, it's a yeah. tie one off bit. Because, like I said, I feel like you could use it just to, hey, we're going to a party tonight. We're gonna tie one off. I feel like you could use it as just like we're getting fucked up and not necessarily to prevent a hangover, but I. I think that's where it fits the best because it's not like you're getting blackout or going to a party. You're tying one off in the morning to try to prevent that hangover. Well, and while, while we're talking about slang term, I actually created a word that yes. involves both the things you just mentioned. It's oh. called blacking off. Oh, yeah. When you're oh, blacked yeah. out yeah. and you attempt to jerk off. You so never ends well. Blacking off is actually the hybrid of, of what these two words could mean. So maybe... It. You know, this is just a spread of that. But what is what is another word uh, going up? Well, not like blacking off, but like blacking out in general. There's browning out. Browning out is where yeah. you just barely remember bits and pieces. But for the most part, you don't remember. Yeah. Like it's like flashes. I feel like I brown out a lot. 
yeah. but it's not it's not uh sounds bl- like you shit yourself <laughs> yeah no brownout just sounds to me i, I, I you kind wake of, up surrounded in shit i associate <laughs> it with a brown noise so brown noise uh, allegedly makes you shit so like it's the or no brown note or something like that say, there's a noise that can make you shit <laughs> allegedly <laughs> allegedly there's I a want to add that in the podcast randomly and get a bunch of angry yeah. DMs. but apparently so i feel like browning out would be reference where you shit yourself after a, a blacking out and go to bed and you pass okay. out and you wake up and see, shit. that's a hybrid definition it could mean that. right it's open see, interpretation. See, urban dictionary well, i'm not the ceo of the english yeah. language i don't get to make those yeah. decisions ceo entrepreneur all right um i'm gonna close out the bit with uh, my bit which is the instagram girls bit so instagram's algorithm thinks that i'm into fitness when in all reality i basically have a massive crush on every fitness model on the internet and <laughs> Let's be honest. That's why a lot of them have millions of followers. I not discrediting the fact that they know what they're doing fitness wise. I think a lot of us men who are single just love to uh, look at fitness models. So it's funny because every now and then Instagram will throw a really fit guy on my uh, Instagram discover page thinking like, oh, well, yeah, he's clearly into fitness. So we're going to show him all sorts of fitness posts. No Instagram. I want to see you got it wrong or, or they'll send like all of these like really natural recipes to like protein filled pancakes and all this shit. And I'm like, (laughs) "Ah, you got it wrong. It's like when they show you the guys like, sorry, that guy does not have double D's and a dummy thick pair of butt cheeks. Therefore, I don't want to see it. Yeah. Not even to sound like a creep or a pervert, but I'm, I'm just admitting it. There are other people out there (laughs) who are like, yeah, mine's like Instagram uh, fitness models and sports. And I kind of black off to it. So yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. It's just funny. It's funny to like, look at, what gets thrown to you and it tells you a lot about yourself which a lot of people be like oh sick that means you're in fitness like you're on track no 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 i'm actually kind of just perverted yeah 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 (laughs) no i'm in the fitness heavily yeah that's what i do i'm yeah i'm a fit person so i like to look at a weird man though the only fitness people you trust are women yeah they can't trust the guys they're all on steroids can generally assume. Yeah, men are sexist. So you gotta go with I love watching the quality of women working out. In general, women are more toned than bulky, right? Where you know, guys are super bulky. So since women are more toned, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to see the form, right? Like I don't think there's anything perverted about what you're doing. You're just really into exercise and you want a good form. Mm-hmm. I need I need to see form. I mean, guys just they, they they use their upper bodies too much. It's all about the glamour muscles. I'm trying to let me see those glutes. Yeah, and and, and women. <laughs> Jesus, well, you're making a weird. Yeah, you make me sound Cam, like a creepy. Cam, Cam, creepy. We're, we're actually talking legit here about workout. <laughs> I just tried techniques. to explain a fucking bit. You made it's me look fucking, like a fucking bit. pervert. <laughs> fucking bit. You just said you were a pervert. But women do help kidding. men get more in shape than men do. <laughs> it's a fact. Or you know what? No, you know what? It is it is fitness motivation because to be with a girl that good looking, I need to be fit myself. Exactly. So in a way, you're not perverted. You actually want to make yourself it better. You are into fitness in a way because you look at that. You're like, I want to be in shape so that she would come after me unless she's a she likes the teddy bears. It's funny. Yeah, because I'll just see like a post about protein powder. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh, <laughs> protein powder. The post below that is like. Breaking news, Carson Wentz has sprained both his ankles. And he like, needs protein powder. And I'm just single and sad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that is, uh, that is bit of the week, folks. We're going to take a really quick break here, and we're going to come back with our good friend Dean Blandino, Fox Rules Analyst for the NFL. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone, Boss Man here. Just a reminder that It's a Bit is officially sponsored by the Better Edge app. Better Edge is a legal online sports marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans, place no commission positions in an online marketplace, Compete in head-to-head challenges with horrible bettors such as myself. Compete in public or private competitions. And buy or sell positions such as the spread, over-under, or money line at the current market price. 
All you got to do is use the promo code 10K, that's 10K, at B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com to get a free five bucks when you sign up and verify your ID. Once again, that's 10K at B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com to get a free $5. Start betting today. I heard that football's back. Yeah. He chews his gum like he's smoking crack. Yeah. The Texans risked him for a running back. Yeah. Denver's so high that they need a sack. Take it to the half. Come on, Green. Car really needs a camp. It's in the stands. Get your phone go All right, everyone. Welcome back to It's a Bit Radio, presented by 10,000 Takes on the Fan. We just went through our bits of the week, and we have a very special guest and good friend of ours joining from Zoom. We have Dino, what I call the Dreamo Blandino. He is a rules analyst for Fox Sports, previously served as the NFL's vice president of officiating from 2013 to 2017, and was the head of officiating for the XFL in 2020. Dean, so great to see you again. It's, it's been a while since we met up in Las Vegas and had ourselves an adventure there. Yeah, no, I, I like the liberties you're taking, saying that we're all great friends. I, you know, I, I, you know, I am a special guest, but yeah, we are, we are good friends. It's been a while since Vegas, and I'm, I'm excited to catch up with you guys. Hear, hear what you, you all got going on, and, uh, and uh, let's talk a little football and, and whatever else you guys want to chat about. Really quick, Dean, was your birthday last Monday? My birthday was two days ago, Monday. There we go. September thirteenth. So. September thirteenth. Yeah. All right. So we're not at that stage of friends yet. We 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 may have accidentally. I didn't up get any. I didn't get any texts or anything from any one of you guys. No, well, there's a, just ignored it completely. It's great. You didn't get the huge package in the mail. I, we're gonna blame UPS on that one. Someone this must have stolen yeah, it. Yeah, blame UPS. I mean, you're out here telling people that we're all good friends, but you know, my birthday was just passed at nothing. Nothing well, from you guys. It's fine it. We can get past it. Dang it. We were trying to send a, another one of like a package of a few more tequila hats. You know, your yes. notorious tequila hat you have. Tequila we, shot hats. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. We're, we're, no we're going to send you no a few more bottles of champagne for you guys. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that was not. All right. Let's address that quickly. I'm going to go back. Rewind. There may or may not have been a bottle of champagne purchased that I may or may not have ineffectively open, but I haven't told you my side of the story, Dean. When I took the cage off that, you can see it in the video. It popped on its own. So I, I blame I blame the champagne. So it's a faulty. It was a faulty. Yeah. Pop. Okay, that's fine. The one in however many billion. Yeah, that's fine. That's all. And, I mean, and, we all saw it. It's on I should, video, but that's fine. I should sue them for putting my reputation at risk. That was I mean, that I was only, a big moment, yeah. and it wasn't even my fault. I mean, I think I we could... review. I review. I review video for a living, and I thought it was <laughs> your fault. But the, you know, what what do I do? I don't. know. I'm literally going to tweet you. I'm going to slow the video down. I'm going to put some video ma- magic Let's on it. it. I'm going to zoom in, slow it down, and I'm going to get your official call on Twitter. Okay. All right. All right. Well, well it, your call might be irrelevant, Dean, because you know what? If, if if we go by the NFL refs from how they ref this weekend, <laughs> um, it will be. Let's get oh. into it. Vikings, Bengals, let's go. What did What did you guys? I'll start with what was your take on the the officiating in that game specifically the Dalvin Cook I imagine the Dalvin Cook fumble non fumble was was probably high on your list. Well, uh, <laughs> as a as a fan, this isn't my fan bias coming out, but that was not a fumble. 
at all. Not in my in my opinion, I thought he's his butt hit the ground and then the ball was pried out. But it's yeah. it's kind of one of those hard things where if that's the call on the field and they don't have definitive evidence, which I thought his butt hit the ground and the ball was still in his arm and they pried it out. I thought it was BS. I'm glad they took the time to go to instant replay to still get it wrong. I did appreciate that fact of it. But actually, yes. Dean, was that the correct call in your opinion? Look, I I think he was down. I, I just don't think you can prove it with the video. I thought I thought his butt did hit. I thought he still had control. I just, there were so many bodies. And that goes back to the whole basic premise and concept of replay that you're going to correct the obvious mistake and I just didn't think it was obvious that it, that he was down. And unfortunately, right, the ruling on the field is, is going to dictate that. And, and it went against the Vikings um, in that you know critical situation. But you really shouldn't be in that in that situation. You shouldn't be in that position uh, against a rebuilding team like the like the Bengals. I mean, that's my take. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with that, yeah. Yeah, you're listening to It's a Bit Radio on the fan with Dean Blandino, Fox Rules Analyst for the NFL and College Football. Dean, what about the Justin Jefferson touchdown? Because a lot of Vikings fans were pretty upset about that call as well. What's your take on that one? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a touchdown. I thought there was enough video um, to overturn that. It was close, though, because a play like that, it was a long play. You don't have you, – your chances of having a camera on the goal line are going to be are going to be slim. And, uh, and so that, I think that was the issue. They didn't have a camera on the goal line. And so it, it was tough to, to overturn. Not, not really a big deal. I think Dalvin Cook scored on the, on the next play, but um, I did think that that was a touchdown in, in that situation. Well, well, didn't the NFL implement some sort of new replay system this year? They did. It's not, it's not fixed cameras though. So there aren't always cameras on the goal line. It's, the new system the NFL is using is in the past, they just, you just took the, the TV feed. So whatever everybody's watching at home, you just took that recorded it and you could access any jump to any point in the video. It was all digital. You could slow it down. Now what they're doing is if, you know, if Fox is doing the game and Fox has 15 cameras on the game, um, the NFL is able to bring in all of those cameras and look at all those cameras independent from what is shown on the broadcast. So, so that's what they have. But if you don't have a camera on the goal line as part of that package, you're not going to have that in the replay system. So I think that was one of the issues. Well, I think what fans have to realize too, in, in general, with all this controversy happening after week one, especially is fans fume about this, you know, they'll be heated about this personally. My, I'm talking from personal experience, <laughs> But I think after a few days, you go through the grieving process and you realize, okay, it's in real time. It's hard for these referees to actually sit down like that Delvin Cook fumble. That's in real time. Like that might have looked like a fumble in real time. And that's the call on the field. And they go and review it. And there's not a definitive camera angle to show them 100% definitively that that ball wasn't wiggling on the way down. Because that would be considered a fumble then in that case. It's then that's just how it is. How much literature you've been reading, bro? I don't know. I'm just, that I'm just trying, I'm trying was, to have common sense. It was good to hear that. I mean, I, it was obviously, um, that was as thoughtful as this show is going to get. And so yeah. I, can <laughs> I can appreciate that, but, but I think a lot of fans and even people in the media lose sight of just what you just said. We, we tend to forget because we're looking at it in slow motion. We're looking at four or five different replays and we're saying, how did how did they miss that? And you just hit the nail on the head. They only get one look at it in full speed. And there's 
12 bodies around Dalvin Cook and he's going to the ground and it happens once and they don't get to replay it. So so that's why on-field officiating is so tough and and because we get to evaluate them based on on information that they don't have. Right. Right. Well, um, just kind of on another topic with officiating, Dean, is it is it true that refs are kind of going after more, uh, what is it, excessive celebration or is it ta- taunting? taunting, taunting yeah. Yes. Taunting. W- yeah. What's your thought on that initiative? Because I ca- kind of feel like taunting yeah. adds an extra layer of awesomeness to football. Like <laughs> with, with, with taunting, we wouldn't get to see, you know, Winfield Jr. stick his finger in front of Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl, which was the sure. ultimate flex any football player has made of all time. Sure. I, let's put it in into a, a, a scenario that you could you could understand. Let's say in Vegas – you were opening up the, the champagne bottle and, okay. and you, you opened it up and we all got together and we celebrated. We all jumped together. We did a choreographed dance. Me and Jake did like a handshake that we've been working on. How would you feel? Would you feel good or would you feel bad? Well, see, that's part of the game. Like I deserve to get, even though I will blame no, the we're equipment. We're celebrating. We're celebrating what you just did. did we're celebrating hard. I mean, that's that, the art of competition, guys. That's, that's positive, just, right? That's yeah, positive. You, yeah, that, that, that egged me on, and it that's made good. me feel worse that's about myself, which drives that's competition. That's not a foul. That's not a foul. Now, you screw up the, the champagne bottle opening. Now, we get in your face, and we're making fun of you. We're, we're doing hand signals in your face. We're standing over you as you're trying to, to, to get the champagne stains off my brand-new jacket. Oh, All so you that. did remember that. Now I was hoping you now, didn't remember that. Now we're taunting you. Okay, that's a foul. It's not the celebrations. It's not the stuff that we see, the pick six, and everybody runs into the end zone. It's anything directed at your opponent. That's the point of emphasis. And there were only three fouls uh, for taunting called in week one in 16 games. So that's not a big, big number. Um, so I think I think the preseason was good that that they kind of – the players got the message – and I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of those fouls, uh, you know, the taunting stuff directed at your opponent. Well, I, I saw that you were doing the San Francisco Detroit game last week. It was your first NFL game going, getting back into things of rules analysis. Were there any controversial calls that occurred in that game that subjected you to hate mail, I should say, on, on the Twitter sphere? No, well, I've got a love-hate relationship with Lions fans. It goes back to the to the playoff game against the Cowboys when the officials picked up the flag. I was the head of officiating at the time, and uh, and it was a two-week span for me. Um, the the wild card game, we picked up the flag for for pass interference, and the Cowboys end up winning. And then the next week was the Des Bryant play. So so it was a fun eight days. Uh, and the Lions fans were good to me. They had a great comeback. You know, I think Dan Campbell, everything, it's not just lip service. I mean, they are biting kneecaps. They are, they are doing everything they can. They, they were down and they could have mailed it in and they didn't. And there was some, there was some good officiating. There was one call on a two point try that catch at the sideline and the officials got together and got it right. So, um, overall, I thought it was a good, a good performance by, uh, by both teams and especially me in, in the Fox sports studio. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because you talk about hating refs that actually transitions us into our next segment with you. We have, by the way, we're joined by Dean Blandino, Fox rules analyst for the NFL and college football. We're going to call this bit. What is hated more? Uh, so we're going to ask you whether you think something is hated more than NFL refs. And you're just going to give us your honest take from, okay, from someone like who's been on the front lines. So are you ready? Ready to play? Yeah. All right. What is hated more? The band Nickelback or NFL refs? Ooh. 
I'm going to go NFL refs. There, there's a couple of Nickelback songs that, that I, I think people like in certain situations. So I'm going to go NFL refs. Okay. What is hated more, the Paul brothers or NFL refs? Ooh, the Paul brothers. I think the right now, I think the Paul brothers. I think once one or both of them get beat, um, then I think they'll go away. But right now, the Paul brothers. All right. The next one, what's hated worse, NBA refs or NFL refs? Mm. It depends on the season. I think we're we're in the moment. I think I think overall, basketballs. I, I truly think it's a harder game to officiate because there's so many more opportunities for fouls. So I, I don't know, but the NFL is more popular. I, I think NFL refs. NFL yeah. refs. I, I think so as well. Um, what about stubbing your toe or NFL refs? Eh. NFL ref stubbing your toe goes away. Like it's, it's that initial, like it doesn't hurt right away. And then you get that wave of pain and then you jump around for a little bit. You might use some words we can't use right now. And then, and then it goes away. The NFL right. ref that that hate stays with you. What about traffic, especially in LA or oh. NFL refs? I mean, I hate traffic more than anything. If you ever see me, I'm pretty laid back and chill normally, but in the car, I'm the most like, I, I, nothing offends me, but when I'm in the car, I'm like the most, I'm like the most offended person ever. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we're not using, we're not using signals today. I didn't get that memo. Oh, pick a lane. Like I traffic for me. And I would say most people probably traffic, uh, traffic is awful. I'd say traffic. Does the real East coast version of you come out when you're in traffic, when you're in the car? Oh my God, I can't. The thing, and especially here in LA, the sheer arrogance of the pedestrians here <laughs> and the fact that either, either they're oblivious or they're just like, you're not going to hit me. And they just know, no, in New York, it's like New York, it's, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta be on your toes. You gotta be looking for cabs and buses and bike messengers. And it's, you're on your own here. It's, it's, they're very arrogant, the pedestrians. And uh, you know, so that, that bothers me. Not sure how much experience you have with this uh, next thing, I should say, or next item, but mosquitoes. We call them, we joke that they're the state bird out here in Minnesota, but what are worse, mosquitoes or NFL refs? Well, growing up in New York on the East Coast in the hot, muggy summers, I've experienced mosquitoes. They're, I mean, NFL refs don't carry malaria, at least none right. that, we, none that, <laughs> Not we that you know of. Yeah. None that know. we know of. So I'm going to go with mosquitoes. Are we just talking this country or in the world? Because I'm going to say mosquitoes if we're talking the whole world. Let's go well, globally. Yeah, globally for sure. Because mosquitoes mosquito. is like one of the mosquitoes, number one killers in the world. Number one kill. Yeah, yeah, mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah, when you come visit us in Minnesota, we're going to get bit by some mosquitoes, and then we're going to go to Cowboy Jack's and Apple Valley. All right, unless hey, you... that sounds, you're really painting a, a fun picture. <laughs> hey, unless you come in the winter, Dean, that's the advantage. We have no bugs in the winter. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, Aaron Rodgers or NFL refs? You know, Aaron, I I always liked Aaron. I mean, I know you guys don't for being Vikings fans. This offseason, I don't know, like he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. There's a lot of Aaron Rodgers dislike out there. I still think NFL refs way more than Aaron Rodgers. Dean, you're canceled. <laughs> no, no. I know I mean, you we guys, get it. We hey, get it. look. NFC North, you got what? I mean, we're right. What are we? No, everybody's tied. Everybody's. Yeah. Hey, Vikings on the tiebreaker. Is the XFL 2022 still on? So 
right now, you know, nothing is set in stone, but right now it looks like 2023 would be the earliest. All right. All right. Better, um, but better than you know, we're excited. We're excited to make it happen. And uh, and I think, look, we're still the pandemic isn't over. I think you take the you know, you don't want to rush into anything. And, uh, and I think 2023 is uh, when, you know, hoping that the spring of 2023 will be back with the XFL. Are we going to see the return of the uh, notorious Xbox controller for replays and the winded guy? <laughs> yeah. of, course, of course, we're going to have, have we're going to have we're going to work on our on our kind of our diaphragm breathing and we're going to have less of that. But I, I, I think the, the Xbox remote will definitely make a return. Yes. Dean, do you have a preference on working NFL games or college football games? Um, NFL. I, I prefer, I prefer working NFL games. That's my foundation. You know, I started with the NFL. Um, that's my rules base. Um, and, and I just, the, the NFL game has a flow to it. You know, you're, you can, you can pretty much, it's like clockwork, all the games, depending on what time zone you start in, um, out here in LA, the game started 10, you know, halftime's going to be roughly 1130, 1135, the games will be over by, you know, you know, 115. So it's college games are, can go real long. It's, there's a lot of stops and starts. So, so I prefer working NFL. Uh, I, you know, I like watching both if I'm just at home watching a game. Really quick, what do you do to prep for a game? I mean, do you even really prep for a game? You just look at the rule book. I mean, what's your what do you do for that? Just wait yeah, for the Yeah, I mean, you go through yeah, you go through different plays from the previous week. We put we put tapes together for all of our Fox Sports talent and production. So plays that uh, maybe would be something a good takeaway, maybe a certain rule or something that's that's uh, you know uh, that's created some confusion. So we look at that and then. You know, I work with the NCA as well, so I'm reviewing a ton of video during the week. I'm, I'm evaluating replay officials, and, and so really just through that. And I will take a look at the rule book every once in a while, go through a different section just to kind of brush up on it, and uh, and make sure you know there isn't something that comes up during a game that I can't. Because the last thing you know I want is that hey Dean, what do you think? And I'm just blank face and, and, and yeah. just n- nothing. So all right, really serious question. Uh, you have a dressing room with your name marked on the outside of the door is that to you as a rules analyst considered a weird flex it yeah it's a little bit of a weird flex you know i had and i posted this on my on my instagram stories i was really excited i was really excited because that was all new they redid the dressing rooms it was so cool and uh and so you have your before you just had your name on the dressing room and it was just like a printout and then they had these video monitors with a, with a digital picture of you. And I was really excited. And they had, you know, Reggie Bush's digital picture and, and Bob Stoops and Brady Quinn. And I got to mine and it was blank. And <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a little bit disappointed, but now I know, at least I know where I am on the kind of the, the, the list, the hierarchy there. And I just got to keep working at it. Maybe one day I'll have my digital picture. Yeah, got to keep yeah. grinding. Well, I mean, we don't have our name outside of our studio. It's actually just a piece of computer paper that says 10K Media. So there at you least go. you're you're ahead of us. Yeah, we're, we're well, all Dean, gonna we're all gonna strive for that. Let's see who gets it first. We'll make a yeah. little side bet. Well, Dean, even better. What you need is to get your own Fox animation graphic. Oh yes, the cartoon <laughs> bit. You need one yes. of those. Oh. So they did. They here's funny story. They did do that for everybody. They did. They did. They oh. took pictures. You had to do like, it's so awkward. Like you're standing there like, okay, take the football, have some fun with it. And I'm like, this is like, this is really weird. 
Um, so apparently there is one, they just haven't used it. So I'm, I'm hoping to get that, you know, and, and have the, the rules analyst superhero guy. I don't know what, you know, he could just swoop in. If two people are arguing about something, he can swoop in and, and, and solve the issue. They're just going to Photoshop you cartoon, like dressed as Batman. And you're going to yeah, be like yeah. swooping down on the field and like, <laughs> there you go. Fighting there crime. Go. Dean, I saw you in a YouTube video saying that NFL reps make around 205 K a year. I mean, is that true? And if it's true, uh, how do I become an NFL? Yeah. I want to become a ref. It, no. Yeah. It varies depending on experience. So they get paid per game and, um, and it could be anywhere from say 5,000 a game to upwards of 12,000 a game. And then there's, they're guaranteed 15 games a year. They get preseason pay, they get preparation pay. So yeah, the, the most experienced officials can make even more than that. They can make 250 to 300,000. Um, so if you guys, if you guys want to, you know, you got to get started at the high school level and there's, I could probably fast track you a little bit and maybe, you know, if you show some some real promise, we can get you to college, but you got to start at the lower levels. Well, it's funny you mentioned like there's a range in pay per game. So if you play for Belichick, if you ref that game, you're going to get paid uh, the, the upwards price, right? And it's going to come <laughs> directly from Bill. That, you know, I. so what are you insinuating? That Bill is paying <laughs> off the refs? Is that what you're insinuating? I mean, I mean the oh, Patriots hey, do hey, have hey, a history of cheating. Hey, get, get the Leonardo DiCaprio meme ready of him pointing at the TV. It's a bit, Dean. Look at that. Ooh, there you go. How I worked that bit. in there. It is a bit. Where, what happened to your guys' uh, Twitter account? I don't see you on Twitter anymore. What happened? So the original account, uh, Celine Dion's legal team uh, noticed that we were using a significant number of her songs. for. So you know like the Titanic bit when you play sure, that song? Sure, yeah, so we were very well known for doing that in Minnesota. And yeah. the videos got enough attention that she sent her goons after us. And uh, long story short, we are now in jail indefinitely. Really? I think indefinitely at this point. That's like that's not that's actually a pretty cool thing. If you made Celine Dion's radar, that's pretty cool. I, I think. And what are Celine Dion's goons like? Like, what are they? Well, it, the, the, the guy's British. The His name is like Graham McDonald or something. Okay. Yeah, from your, yeah, from the UK. He's from London. He, he's 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 on like the fifth hundred floor of some crazy so tall building team. in London. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah. Well, hey, look, our, if that's pretty cool. I think when your Twitter account gets suspended because Celine Dion, that's cool. Maybe we'll have Dean Blandino take a look at the rules. And hey, by the way, go her. go follow that the new account, 10K Takes underscore. underscore. That's the new account. Go and follow it, everyone. Oh, uh, yeah, very it's creative, right guys. Very creative. <laughs> so we, we still found our way to you know have a Twitter. It's not our main one. It's our backup. But Celine Dion will not destroy 10,000 takes. We will never go under. This no. this could be the this could be like a little a war here. Celine Dion versus ten thousand takes. I don't know. This this could be the start of a beef. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. We, we we have been uh we've been talking about this a lot lately, and I'm pretty sure there is a full 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 like war right now. We going should on. put out a diss track. Dean, have you seen we we write music now? We have a, a song called <laughs> Football's Back. I'm gonna send that uh, to you because you're probably to gonna me. cry. Yes. Send that yeah, to me. it's to it's to the beat of sexy back. By the way, you guys can listen to that anywhere. Apple, Spotify, YouTube, just search yeah. football's back. Okay. P- professionally right. mixed and everything. Yeah, so. and then we had down. We had one. It's still it's still summer, I think, till September twenty second, technically. But in out in L.A., I feel like it's always summer, so maybe it's it's applicable year round out there. But there, also... there was a song written about me from a Dallas radio station. Really, the Des what? Brian it's called "You oh, Got Blandino." No. 
<laughs> oh, I like that. I'll send that. I'll send that to you. And they're and and the two radio Ben Rogers and Jeff Wade. And now they're they're two of my best friends, and and I love those guys. But they did a song about me, and uh, people started sending it to me. Yeah, the song actually pretty good. It's it's actually amazing. It's really yeah. good. It's too. Uh, I forget the song. It's too. I think it's like a Sam Smith song, um, and it's really good. Okay. Yeah. I'll send it to you guys. I, th- I think when we're out in Vegas next March and we're we're at a club or a cabana, we got to be blasting that. We got to oh, request absolutely. that at, absolutely. at the pool, wherever we're at. Uh, we want to play uh, You Got B- Blandino. Excuse me. <laughs> you what? Got Blandino and Thick Boy Summer. Put that yeah, on the exactly. queue. That's our song. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just as a reminder, this is It's a Bit Radio presented by 10,000 Takes on the fan. Dean Blandino, Fox NFL rules analyst, is along with us for the ride. The coolest thing, Dean, that I've seen – that happens with you is your friends text you during games to like settle drunken arguments over mm-hmm. sport. Is that so is, is that like an annoying part of the job or do you kind of get a little bit of satisfaction that you can help them in, in that valuable way? No, it's I appreciate that when people have legitimate questions. My brother is probably the, the most frequent texter in terms of he's he's convinced that NFL refs cheat. He's convinced that, you know, he's always like he's the one like if he was a Vikings fan, he'd be like, oh, let me. I want to buy the, who was the head referee for that game? Cause I want to buy his Jersey because he's the most important guy. And uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I always like answering legitimate questions. Um, and uh, so that's always fun and, and meeting people and they have questions. Uh, that's, that's always pretty cool. I got a legitimate question for you. Okay. Yeah. What does the phrase football move mean to you? A football move means to me is, is something, something other than just catching the ball. So it's, you can pitch it, you can pass it. You have the ability to do something else other than just catch it. So that's the kind of the, the general um, from an, from an officiating perspective, what it means to me. Um, maybe, maybe you guys need to work on a song, the football move and, yeah. and come up with a catchy beat and we can, create a dance that goes viral and kids are doing TikToks to it. Okay. There we go. Okay. I don't want to, I, I don't have to be the creative guy all the time for you guys, but I'm yeah. giving you, I'm giving you gems here. So yeah, no kidding. Writing it down. And, and my favorite bit is using the term football move outside of football. Like when you're on the couch and you're like, all right, well the game is coming back in 10 seconds, but I got to grab another beer. Like I'm going to make a football move yep. and I'll be back. That, by is, the time that the game is definitely starts. a football move. That's you know, a, that is no question a football move. I'm going to juke out the pillar. I'm going to spin move past the fridge. I'm going to grab the beer and I'm going to full sprint back before yes. the, the defense. And, but chances it. are you're going to open the beer. It's going to spill everywhere, but that's, that's besides the point. Or I'll tear my ACL somehow within uh, <laughs> 10 yards of, uh, of the fridge of, of the fridge and then you can say it was a football move legitimately because you tore your acl right so it's right. applicable bit every day in our life especially on sundays but I, uh, one thing i wanted to ask you dean i saw that you have a cameo uh is that uh yet ever receive have you received any requests yet or any strange requests as of yet uh yeah i love cameo's been great i love doing it i've kind of I don't know. I've become like a go-to for fantasy football leagues yeah, to do their draft down. order um, and, and I've actually done so many, like August is like the busiest I've done. I think I did like 300 cameos in August, just doing draft order selections. And now it's like become like, I'm serious about it. Like, I don't, I don't mail it in. Like there's like a storyboard and there's a script and we're, we're going all in. And, um, so I love doing that. I've actually met a lot of people through that. I'm, I'm in, I'm in a fantasy league because I made fun of this guy, his, his Vikings fan. 
um, and uh, from Minnesota and his team name was more than a feeling. And I made fun of that. I was like, you got it. Like you just Googled fantasy football <laughs> yeah. names. Yeah. He's a poser. And, yeah. And I, and so I made fun of him and I said, I'm going to name your team. And then he said, why don't you just be the, the co-owner with me? So now we're this, we're going into our second season together as, as co-owners. And we just won our first came in third last year. We just won our first uh, week matchup. We scored 184 points, you know, subtle flex, but yeah. You know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Are are you legally allowed to be, I was going to say, yeah. is, is there a conflict now, of interest there? I don't know. No, now as, as, as a Fox sports rules analyst, I can, when I was at the NFL and officiating, I couldn't do fantasy. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine you have like a stake in a $20 league and you're like blowing calls to make sure your guy gets touched <laughs> <Yeah>. down? <laughs> that's, yeah. That's the concern. I once told, I, I, I was on the phone with Jeff Fisher and we were talking about a play and in, in, when he was coaching the Titans and, uh, and I was just busting his chops and, and he thought I was serious. And he, I was like, he's like, why wasn't that a catch? And I'm like, coach, see that I was playing that guy in, in my fantasy league. And I couldn't, I couldn't, we couldn't make that a catch. And he paused for a second and he was like, oh, you're busting. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was even kidding. if I did do that, I wouldn't tell you. Right. Well, Dean, I got to say, this has been an absolute blast having you on the first radio edition of it's a bit with Dean Blandino. Any, uh, any parting words before we close out the show? Uh, I'm just like, don't be discouraged, uh, you know, Vikings fans the, and the officiating stuff. I'm telling you what goes around, comes around. It all evens out. So you might feel like you got the raw end of the deal one game. I think at the end of the season, it'll, I think it'll even out and, uh, and Hey, hey first place in the division. So I'm, I'm excited about that. There we go. What's that phrase? Ball don't lie. Right. Yeah. Oh, lie. That's right. kicking coach specialist Mike Cock here for the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher football team. I gotta say, I uh, you know I woke up halfway through the fourth quarter on the Colorado game, saw the Gophers were kicking ass. A little upset I wasn't didn't make it down there, but to be honest with you, I probably would not have been able to legally fly down the Boulder. Probably wouldn't have made it on the plane. Actually, I you know tied one off last night. I uh, got a little drunk, but, uh, you know, it looks like they kicked some ass. It looked like they didn't need an onside kick anyway. PJ did not need to utilize my services as onside kicking coach specialist, so they did not need me. I, I think we're all good to go. I'm just out here getting a little drunk. I'm going to tie another one off tonight. Go Gophers. All right, welcome back to It's a Bit. That was super fun with Dean from last Saturday's episode of It's a Bit Radio on KFAN. By the way, that show is on KFAN Plus, 96.7 or KFAN Plus at iHeart.com every Saturday at 2 p.m. So make sure to go listen to that weekly, including this Saturday. But uh, anyways, let's get into questionable quotes. This is kind of like what used to be our social simp, but it can be hot takes, tweets, things said at a press conference. I just came up with three of them, and uh, I'm excited to get your guys' thoughts on all three. So the first questionable quote of today's episode is Sarah Johnson on Twitter. When talking about playing in the 10K Invitational charity golf tournament, she said, "Quote unquote, I'd rather watch paint dry." That, that do was it. just that was just unnecessarily Sorry. mean for no reason. What the fuck did we do to Sarah? I I don't know. Someone did something, Andy. I don't know who hurt but you, I, Sarah. Yeah, who hurt you? I want to dive into this. Let's let's get a therapist uh, book yeah, with you. She seriously, needs to go lay down on a couch like, and let like, go in front of someone. Like I know it's like uh, it's social media, but like it's it's a charity golf tournament, and like there's. Why would you? I'd rather watch paint dry. Like, what did we do to you, Sarah? Quoting, quoting what Cam just said. Um, <laughs> I think maybe she hasn't gotten laid in a while, and she that needs someone horrible. to let go in her. That was horrible. Yeah, I, I think uh, 
someone would rather watch paint dry than be with you. I mean, it, okay, like I get, I get if you That's didn't mean. like the video of me, like, shot, like you know, older people don't appreciate, you know, hitting a golf ball out of a beer can and shotgunning it. They're like, that's just a waste of a good beer. Like they don't get the the youth culture. They don't get the bit. But if but if that turns you off so heavily from donating money to charity and having fun on a Thursday, then like, how sad of a human are you? You know, did I, you guys see Baba's response? Because yeah. it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> what was it? Okay, so I, so I think the Sarah girl like joins a lot of Bubba's spaces. So I do think there's like some history between Bubba and Sarah. That is yes, yeah. But so Baba responded to her, you know, bitching at us by saying, Sarah, what is wrong with you? Do you have morals? I know your national pastime is bitching, but I think you should check it or you should cut a check for the event. Wow. 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 Oh, with a sophisticated response. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. Classy, I'm surprised. But... I think he's reading Miriam's Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> Classy, but petty at the same time. I'm impressed. I know. I, I love yeah, that. I know your national pastime is bitching line. You got to love it. That was perfect. That, that, usually, that, that's better than anything usually, I could think of. Yeah, I just yeah. quoted what Bubba usually says when someone insults him. I just said, oh. Yeah. And then I just oh, well, Usually he would have responded like, Sarah, go fuck your own ass. Or some yeah. shit like yeah, that. It's like something <laughs> go very eat your mother's off. ass, Sarah. Well, or something very grammatic, grammatically incorrect, and it's all lowercase. And it's just like, dude, you just made yourself you just made yourself look worse than the person posting this. So dude, but I think someone else just I think I think like Deb replied to it or something. I think I saw her. He's like, Thanks for letting us know. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. We don't want you anyways if that's your attitude towards charity. Rather watch paint try. You'd rather watch paint try than donate to charity that helps children in need? Really? Let's Are you kidding me? Let's Fuck you. Shit that wasn't necessary for 300, Alex. Yeah, she seriously. That, that yeah. was for charity. She, we should cancel her. I mean, she could be canceled. She has over two this. followers, so she lives in uh, an echo chamber anyways. It's, it's, it's worth it. <laughs> I, I'm hope or, or the Sarah person's just living behind an alter ego that's just not a, a, a female, and it's just a, a dude that wants to be named Sarah. Yeah, well, he's hey, doing it on Twitter and he's trying to piss people off. Going through social media and you see like an event or a post that you don't care about, what do you normally do? You just keep fucking scrolling. You don't yeah, leave a comment. I do it every day. Yes. I do that every the, day. The fact that you said you'd rather watch Paint Dry, you already watched something out of our content re- regarding the event. You follow us. So you I already mean, follow us. <laughs> you'd rather watch Paint Dry. Well, obviously not because you just watched the video. I'll, never, the I'll never understand people who like follow an account and then are super subjective towards everything the account does like they're like a regular hater commenter who has to comment something negative on everything you do but they follow you it's like that is the most ass backwards logic i've ever heard their ass backwards way of trying to get recognition from us because it worked like that or or maybe like i don't know they're jealous they wish they had started something like this this brand and had fun in their 20s except they They did something differently in life, and now they live in regret, and they want you to feel it. I mean, I don't know. That's always like my interpretation, especially when they're older. My people. my theory is but, just an older person who doesn't understand how things work, so they go and lash out on social media. Yep. Yeah, but it's 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 funny because like they don't, they just yeah they don't get the bit, but it's like they look like dumbasses and they look like idiots to all of us young people who do get the bit, and it's like. They they think that we're like we're giving them like positive recognition. They want positive recognition. Well, dude, what the problem is is they we obviously own real estate in their head, right? If they're if they're gonna go and comment on a post like that, like we would do is just keep scrolling. Look at this. Yeah, you, you pointing keep at? I, I'm pointing at Zane. Okay, I'm pointing at Zane. We just okay. use your hands to talk so much. Right. No, you got it, man. You got it. I don't know sign language. Didn't, it, didn't people tell you not to point as a kid? Well, at random people, but I'm pointing I'm pointing at a guy I know. 
Okay. You're pointing at a TV, on. actually, technically. I'm okay. pointing at a TV, I'm pointing man. at a TV. Robots are going to take over the world. Okay. Thanks, Jake. That was a great <laughs> point you added there. Go to bed. The, the, the second one no. we have on here, and a lot of you saw this on Twitter, but I figured I'd throw it on the podcast. Questionable quotes. This was following your favorite Greg Joseph missing the game-winning kick against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Philip Wolf from TikTok, the ticker, commented on the Vikings yesterday. Quote, unquote. This one's long. Season's over. The biggest loser pieces of shit in the world. I'm done with them. This kicker deserves to be lit on fire in a public square. I Jesus swear Christ. if they died in a plane crash, I wouldn't care. Embarrassment to Minnesota. He cut the EM off of that for maybe that's that's uh, some slang word. Uh, I am repulsed and offended. I wish I could throw eggs at the kicker. What a piece of shit. 37 yards. Are you kidding me? So my question is, does he want to throw eggs at him and then and then the plane crashes, or would he rather throw eggs at the plane, causing the plane to crash and kill Greg <laughs> Joseph? There, there's just there's a lot to unpack there, and I still think actually the best part about it is the embarrassment. Like he missed it by two letters. That wasn't even close. A barsment. Easy. To the easiest two letters of the word. That guy's fucked. The first letter of the word, he couldn't even get well, that right. This is the epitome of toxicity within the, the toxicity, toxicity in the Vikings uh, fan base, I should say. And people are idiotic. They, they, the fact that, like, I know it's a joke, it's the internet. Well, oh, hoping it's a joke, but he tweeted out this much. Like, this is delusional, well, actually, psycho, well, and to add on to it, this was on TikTok, and this was like six different comments. I just, I put yes. it all together. Oh, in yep, paragraph yep, you're form. right. The fact that he's like, oh, this worse. isn't enough. I got to fucking write more. He just kept typing it. and sending. And so, like, have you ever seen someone just rapidly type, send, type, send, type, like your fucking angry ex-girlfriend? That, that's literally what it was. So Dude, I love no, how he has the balls to say I am repulsed and offended after literally threatening the kicker's life and then saying he doesn't care if they die in a plane crash. That's a uh, wow. The yeah. duality of man, right? Well, and this kicker deserves to be lit on fire in a public that's square. So like, that's fun. some serious 1500 yeah. shit. You, you can't do that anymore. It's Dude. like, oh, yeah, let's pull out the guillotine for the first time since fucking <laughs> oh, cars no, were you, invented. You, you can't do that anymore? You can, oh, uh, shit. You, could do you can't do that. Not in America. Damn you can it. probably do it in other okay. countries. Saudi Arabia, oh, yeah. maybe. You can go over there and witness uh, uh, someone getting guillotined. I think that would be a. Uh, <laughs> Bucket list thing, actually. Yeah, Jesus, that's if you watch that, you're fucking next. No, 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 no. No, listen. Yeah, if I'm over there bucket watching. Bucket list it. thing. Yeah, can you imagine? Like, I want to go surfing. I want to climb mountains in in watch China. And I want to see someone die via guillotine. Oh it's some ancient. There's history behind it, man. Calm, I heard no. the head stays alive for eight seconds after it's cut off. I, I want to see true. if that's true. I want to look him in the eyes in the basket where the head goes. I want to. I want to see if he's still alive. I'm going to act. Hey, blink All if you can hear me. More fucked up than this guy now. Oh shit! Yeah, we're, we're getting way more fucked up. But back to this guy. This is this is fucked up. And I did add an honorable mention on, uh, onto this for it. because, and all this all this delusion of you know Vikings fan base with the kicking and all that shit. Yeah, maybe you should have made it and all this stuff. But like we posted a reaction video, like a legit reaction video of me. Bossman was filming live. This wasn't fake. Okay, some people thought it was fake and replayed. No, this was all legit. And I literally said in the video, like, and this is going to get blamed on Kirk Cousins for absolutely no reason. And that's partially a joke, but partially legit because people like to blame uh, a lot of things on the quarterback on every team, especially Kirk Cousins. He gets, a, you know, the bad end of the stick a lot for things that are not his fault. And I said that jokingly, 
but you're right though, because sorry to interject, but no, you're fine. If the Vikings won win the Super Bowl this year, they'd say if Kirk like threw a game winning pass in the Super Bowl and they won the Super Bowl, they would say it took him too long to win that. He should have done that years ago for the amount of money we paid. They 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 they'd still say he's overpaid and they'll say it's in garbage time or something yep. for we no fucking reason. The worst fucking fan base ever. No, we're we're so toxic. I, I think we have great fans. I just think the people who are on social media that are heavily involved, which is a lot of them, are very toxic. And to go on with that, like one of the quotes, literally someone said this. And I said it in the video kind of jokingly that people were going to rip on Kirk. Sure enough, people actually did. So someone literally tweeted, Kirk, they put an equal sign, Kirk equals two for 10 on third downs. And they, they were sarcastic. It's not his fault. Wait, I'm sorry. I didn't know third down conversions were a quarterback stat. Fucking stupid. Yeah, it's not like you have the best O-line in the league. You, you, you look at you team have the stats. best O-line in the league and your quarterback had an average of four or five seconds in the pocket. Maybe you could well, shift a little more of the blame there. Well, look, you look at a lot of their third down and plays in the case. They did a lot of run plays like up the middle. Like it, there's a it's a combination of things. It's a combination of the quarterback. I'm not saying he's all the like he's not. He's off the hook. It's a combination of O-line and coaching and plays being called. So that's just stupid. People are actually stupid. Like I joked about it and people are just crazy with with the with the quote about killing the kicker and the delusion of when Kirk actually has been doing very well the last two games, people are still moronic and idiotic and bring up stupid shit. They don't know shit. Well, what do people say yeah. about Kirk that he can't get it done when it matters the most? These last two weeks, he should have had game-winning drives added to his record. He literally said Instead, you know, he's yeah. going to have the same horrible record and everyone's going to be like, this guy fucking sucks. Nah, he honestly should, in the last no. two weeks, he should have had, he should have led two game-winning drives and people should, this is not Kirk's fault, that's for sure. He's kicked out. Dude, there are people that have literally tweeted out, well, if it was Tom, Tom Brady would have got seven. I'm like, well, not totally true. I've seen so many game, quote unquote, game winning drives where Brady gets a lot of credit and the field goal kicker comes in and nails a 37, 40 yarder. And Brady's like, oh, he led the game winning drive. In our case, we can't hit that. And then Kirk gets blamed. And it's just a shit show. How about it's just this our franchise. Kirk is currently on pace for 42 touchdowns, 42 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Eat a penis, Kirk Hader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People, the, I, I just think these people are tweeting this shit. Paul, don't lie. Yeah. Are, are literally the people that have hated him since day one they signed him. Like what Bossman said, this is the shit where if he threw a game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, they would still hate him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You won't change these people's opinions. It's just it's not going to happen. Not going to happen, folks. I agree. And while, while we're on the subject of heartbreaking Minnesota sports, I'm going to bring us to our third quote. Not really a quote, probably a series of quotes and conversations between a few individuals, but I just threw a general term in there. Any words that have been exchanged between Bill Guerin and Kaprizov's agent, because that is not going well. I don't know what's going on. I keep hearing positive news. This is the best thing that we've had in Minnesota sports in a very long time. He's one of the most electric, I think, athletes. Probably since Randy Ma. Randy Ma. But. Literally, they can't figure it out. You hear positive news over the last couple of times over the last month. You hear they're tentatively agreed to a four to six year deal. And then like a couple of weeks ago, they're apparently going to agree to a four year deal and just nothing still. And now, it's like, like, what the hell? Preseason starts in five days. Lately, I heard like, I don't know, Zane, you might know more. Like, haven't like contract talks like stalled? I heard that they're talking again. But yeah, I heard a few days ago they yeah. haven't talked in like a week or two. Dude, like that's just that's just of scary. Dr. Phil. Yeah, no I'm shit. They need to go it. on Dr. Phil or Jerry Springer. It's like a really toxic relationship. Figure it out. Figure it out. Dude, you got to do every- well, I would bend over heels for this guy. Well, Jake, you, you would get what fucked. This, this is obviously <laughs> not Caprice, Caprice, or or causing these issues. It's his fucking agent. He has to do what TJ Watt did in Pittsburgh. 
And at, at a certain point, he just needs to step in and say, this is what I want. Let's cut the bullshit out. Let's yeah. get these agents out of the fucking way. This is what I want. How can I get it? And that's what they have to do because the agents, the agent's going to stall this and he's probably going to have him be an RFA and really make the wild pay to get him. Like, well, there's, there's times like this, like I get it. Like sucks. agents are definitely necessary because if there wasn't agents, it would be a fucking shit show. But like times like this, I wish he didn't have an agent. Like DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have an agent. He negotiated his own contract. Like I feel like if Kaprizov were doing that, he'd already be signed. Yeah, he Dude, likes oh, it here. Ovech- Ovechkin does it. Like that's another Russian who does it, you know? That's a precedent he right there. Yeah, he doesn't have an agent, right? No. He needs to nope. I liked how you brought up Wags. I nope. like how you brought up TJ Watt. He needs to do exactly what TJ Watt did. He walked into the president's office and was <laughs> like, this is the deal we're doing. The president said, okay. And then he goes, he, he turned around and said, I have work to do. And he went like immediately to the gym. He literally, yeah, walked into Art Rooney's office and pretty much just told him he was a badass. <laughs> Put his balls on the desk and said, <laughs> yes. where's my money, bitch? And he goes, here you go. He goes, cool. Now I'm going to go hit some curls. <laughs> I think Kaprizov needs to do. I think sports agents in a lot of cases are kind of pointless. I think it's just an intermediary trying to cash, get money. When in reality, I think Kirill could do, he could have a translator helping them, you know, know, be able to communicate with Bill, obviously. But, like, he doesn't need an agent. I feel like he's very capable and competent to get his own deal. We just need to send Zuccarello to Russia to just give him one of those big hugs, and then Kirill will, like, yell at his agent to sign the deal or he's he's firing him. I think that might be... It's almost like we need we, we need to put Zuccarello on a hook, like I you're like fishing, it. and then he'll bite on that. We'll just yank him up. Like that it. should be the operation Bill Guerin gets set. Maybe they're doing something like some covert mission that they can't talk about to go to Russia, which 50 years ago would sound to be for war, but this is for peace. This is well, you know what? The Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild have already made compromises with Krill in the past to give him a favorable contract. What? Um they signed him to a contract, even though he could not play in the bubble, yet it would still take up one year of his deal. So that means he only had a one-year deal this year instead of a two-year deal like he was like, supposed to have. Like, if the Wild are willing to do that so you could get your big-time contract quicker, you should be willing to at least meet the Wild halfway in negotiations. Right. Like, there's more than money that goes into these deals, right? Like, it's it's about the, the people and, and what we've done for him already, the opportunities we've given him. I know he could sign anywhere he wants, but, you know... If if you're taking it from a business standpoint strictly, then you're going to do whatever's best. But you got you got to remember like what Minnesota's done for you, and at least play for us for a few more years. Hey, <laughs> if 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 Kirill wants more McGolden, okay, he apparently loves McGolden. He had that ad <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, throw that into the deal. If he's asking for so much McGolden, you give him that McGolden. Yep, give him that McGolden light. I don't care how much that is. I don't care if we have to Willy Wonka that shit. I don't, I don't care, care you... in a goddamn river. I don't care yeah. if we have to put if we have to put golden light in the Mississippi and let him take a boat there and inhale all of it. We're yeah. going to do it because we need to sign the fucker. Give him gallon jugs, whatever he wants. He obviously wants McGolden or something. And in addition from money, you give it put to a, what, a, a private press box or, or press, press box for Putin up there at the X, you know, something that really entice him to come. Oh, yes. That'd be great. Wouldn't that be crazy? Putin, Putin went to the, the X. X. I would definitely go to that game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we get a but I, I wouldn't Vladimir be allowed Putin. to look at him because I, I don't want to die. probably bring yes. a bulletproof vest though. <laughs> yes. Cause he's, yeah, he's definitely, definitely a target. leave your phone at home as well. I'm not sure if you guys saw but Vladimir, Vladimir Putin. He regularly goes up against like KHL level hockey players and he regularly puts up eight or nine goals a game. Like it's unreal to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah crazy, crazy, right? I don't know why. I don't think it's anything he associated be, dude, with he wanting be, to. He must be awesome. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for the day where he plays for a KHL team and the, the coach of the team that's playing him is like, fuck. Chalk this one up as a loss. Chalk it as hell, boys. If he didn't have such a sense of civic duty, he would be the greatest hockey player in the world. It's just his country needs him too right. much. You know, credit, credit yeah. to Vladimir for just being good at everything he does. 
Yeah, it has nothing to do with being sniped and shot in the head. And you're <laughs> Not asleep. at all. Nothing. None of that. That team so. is loaded because Kim Jong-un as their goalie. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Get all the dictators. <laughs> Well, yeah. Vladimir, they say, is not a dictator, well, allegedly. Do you guys remember? Uh, oh, shit. I'm going way back <laughs> in time. You guys might remember. There was a website called miniclip.com. Yes. Play sports yes. Games. Oh, yes. Games on. One of the games was presidential paintball. Yes. And you could play as like Obama and Bush and Clinton. And you could. And it was like a whole paintball thing. And I'm pretty sure the other team were like terrorists. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they're like, <laughs> they were literally like Osama bin Laden. Yes, I remember this. Like back, Osama bin Laden. Yeah, back in the day when you could make games like this and no one regulated it. So like, we need to bring back pe- presidential paintball, but it's like Donald Trump, Joe Biden, like George Bush against Putin. Hell yeah, uh, Putin. Maybe Jong Un. You could pick a. You could. Uh, and then maybe the head of the Taliban. Yeah. And. It would, and and put them in a uh, put put them in a ring and just see what happens. Battle Royale, yep. Fortnite, that shit. Put them in a cup. Yeah. Well, fuck. King, Donald King Trump would try to bribe the other players. Dictators, right? So the Queen of England, we could throw in there. You can yeah, throw, throw them in the mix. In the mix. All those personalities would just be great. Yeah. Like Donald Trump already claimed he won. Joe Biden won't know where he is, and then that's all it'll be. And Putin will like. I don't know what Putin will do. He'll he'll, he'll bribe people to win. Yeah. Or he'll, he'll, in the game, you can like you can choose an option to pay people to win. If they don't, you kill them. Like this is all virtual. How many, uh, dude? How many how many decoys do you think Putin has? Like oh, people who look like him. Probably a couple. Those dozen. guys get paid well. I know Hitler had a bunch of them. Oh, they probably get paid well because the risk of them losing their lives is probably like yeah. almost a hundred percent. Or you get killed if you don't. How did pretend we, to be him and yeah. get killed. You look like me. I don't know, from to sports to dictators. It's Kaprizov's in the middle because Russia, Putin. Trust me. It goes full circle. There's a bridge here. Yeah, this wasn't true. completely okay. random. Minnesota does have a connection with Russia now. Okay? Yeah, we do. So we can talk about it. From yeah. Russia to the love bone. Russia to the love bone. From Russia with the love bone. On a good note. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, folks, that is it for this week's episode of It's a Bit, the podcast edition. Thanks again for listening. You can find us on all your podcast platforms. Just search 10,000 Takes or It's a Bit or any of our other shows, the Minnesota Rundown, Third and Forever, 10K MMA. Uh, am I missing one? Oh, Wild Takes. And then there's us, obviously, It's a Bit. You can listen to It's a Bit Radio every Saturday at KFAN Plus, 96.7 or KFAN.iHeart.com every Saturday at 2 p.m. And then just a quick reminder, once again, the 10K two-year party, which is at the Loon Cafe in downtown St. Paul this Saturday, September 25th. Bring all your friends. Bring all your family. It's going to be an awesome time to celebrate, as well as there's five spots still left in the 10K Invitational. Uh, so sign up and register at 10ktakesmn.com. You can also just give a donation or sign up a sponsor if you're a business. Message us with all questions about that. You can follow us anywhere on social media. 10K takes underscore on Twitter is the backup that just hit. Backup just hit 2,000 today. So two, two G's. We're only Moving a fourth up. back of the way to where we were before the Te- Celine d- drama. Technically, we now have almost 10K followers. True. Well, we're we're, we're a fifth of the way there. We're about like. We're about like five thousand less followers on Twitter than where we were on the main account, yeah. but we're getting which there. is fine. But you guys wait, yeah. you guys wait. You think the Vikings content's been good? You wait till the Wild are back, and we're gonna drop some shit. The Wilds and go for basketball. Yep, right, Cam. Yes, sir. Ben Johnson. No, that might not be. That might not be. Good. Well, well, they'll be bad, so we can shit on. Them. Yeah, you're right. We we do capitalize on our misery, thing. like we said. You know, you heartbreak stuff, and it like, works. People get it. Yeah. It's not fun coming up with content that's like positive. No, no, especially <laughs> no in Minnesota. Unless Nobody it's in the playoffs, shit. then it's fun. But yeah. um, 10K takes TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, um, everywhere else. You can find us 10 takesmncom 
to look at the blog and visit the shop. We got some new shirts in if you're interested in buying that shit. And for you big guys who have complained that we don't support big guys, we bought two X this time, motherfucker. Yes. So, we do not discriminate. No, we're like Target. We support the plus size. Bit. Yes. Plus size friendly. All right. Plus size. This has been another episode of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes, and we will see you all later.